0: Well, tonight we're going to look at a few thoughts here as we get to the message tonight. Uh, We'll begin in verse number 23. He says, For I have received the Lord, that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which He betrayed, took bread. What many refer to as the Last Supper... Um, when he was betrayed in Matthew chapter, uh, what is it, 26, and, and Luke chapter 22 and Mark 14. When, he's, when he is betrayed, that very night is what we would refer to as the Lord's last supper. The truth of the matter is, that's when the Lord was instituting it. We could almost call it the Lord's first supper. Because the last supper will be the marriage supper of the Lamb, praise God. But the fact is, It was an unbelievable unfolding of events because Christ was just a few hours from the cross. That night, Judas Iscariot had left them in betrayal, took 30 pieces of silver because he already had it in his bag, and went and got the the servants of the priests and such and came to arrest Jesus that very night. Christ was about to go to the cross and shed His blood for you and for me, have His body beaten to a bloody pulp, His visage barred more than any man, as Psalms records that the plowers plowed furrows upon his back. Deep rows, as you'd see in a field, being overturned by a discus, that would be how Christ was for us. Take time to begin to understand that he was sped upon and his beard ripped from his face. Crown of thorns was put upon his head as a mockery, saying, Oh, hail, King of the Jews. As they took the crown of thorns and they took reeds and beat it into his head. It wasn't some little crucifix as you'd see a little dribble of blood, but rather, he didn't even look human. He's was beaten to a bloody pulp for you and for me. Tonight, that's what we're commemorating. That's what we're remembering. When the Bible says the sins of our iniquities were upon him, there's absolutely a fact. There's no doubt about it that every sin that I ever have uh, uh, committed or will commit was placed upon Him that night. And may I say that not just for me, but the Bible says the sins of the whole world. So now you understand tonight that my sins were enough, your sins were enough, but He took everyone's sins and poured them upon that cross. This is what we're remembering tonight. That broken body. His shed blood. Notice first. Is the purpose, is the purpose tonight. And I've said it a few times over again, but it bears and warrants repeating. But in verse twenty four he says, And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. We know as Baptists this is not a means of salvation. We don't believe in the heretical teaching of the transubstantiation where the body or the bread literally turns into the body of the Lord. That is not the case. It is simply in remembrance. We do this to remember his sacrifice. Verse 25. After the same manner also, he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. The purpose of this tonight, church, is for us to never forget the sacrifice our Savior made for us. That's why we sing, and I don't don't get upset tonight, but hear me please, listen to what I'm saying. Many of us stood and sang, on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, an emblem of suffering and shame, but it did nothing to us. It didn't mean anything. They were just words in a hymn book. This is why we do this, to move us to remembrance. So we are really understanding that he broke his body and shed his blood for me. More than just a song, and although we ought to sing songs of praise, but this is a physical, tangible thing that we can touch and be moved by in remembrance. The purpose of it? it is certainly... To move us to remembrance. Not only do we see the purpose, but notice the prompting. The reason I say the prompting, because many have asked, and I think that I'm just trying to answer the question tonight in in this thought. Many have asked, How often should we do it? When should we do it? The Apostle Paul records in verse 25, Oft as ye. And then in verse 26, he says, For as often as ye eat and drink, or eat this bread and drink this cup. The idea is this is that you just do it when you do it. But when you do it, it is to bring remembrance. Paul says that we're to do this. He says, ye do show the Lord's death till He come. We are to consistently, or constantly keep going back and remembering the sacrifice of our Savior uh, uh, no, matter, no matter how long it takes. If it's generations to come and all of us pass away and our children's children's children are the one remaining, they are to carry on the tradition of the ordinance of the church, of the Lord's Supper, why, until He comes. Until He comes. But notice here tonight is the precaution. Is the precaution. And I'm going to labor here for a moment. It'll take me a while to get through this final point tonight. Because this ought to be the sobering effects of the Lord's Supper. As we notice the precaution, is first as is there's an explanation to that in verse 27. He says, "...wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord." Then you say, preacher, what are we talking about tonight? Here's the explanation that he's given. He's saying, if you're going to do it, you cannot do it unworthily. We understand tonight that it begins at salvation and being a blood-bought sa- uh, a sinner. But here is the fact of unworthily. Unworthily is a carnal state of open sin. It is a willful position to not confess our sins before a holy God. This is what he's talking about tonight. When I'm unwilling to confess my sin, unwilling to get my heart right, maybe it's open bitterness and ill will towards an individual. Maybe it's a lack of brotherly love. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's... Adultery of the mind. Maybe it's drunkenness and it's an outward and overt thing. Maybe it's a deep seated sin of root of, uh, of vulgarity and bitterness. I don't know what it is, but hear me this tonight. We cannot go to the Lord's table with unconfessed sin unworthily. Unworthily. We must really and truly get that fixed tonight. But I believe wholeheartedly, Christian, that if you get down here on your knees, you confess those sins, and even if you get to the point where you've confessed everything that you can possibly think of, and then you just want to say, God, if I miss something, can you clear it up too? Because I want to be worthy or worthily of this. I want to take the Lord's Supper properly sharing with the deacons, and I'll just oh, I be transparent with you, I've been nervous about tonight. Maybe not for anybody else other than me, because I want to make sure I'm right with God. This is a sacred time. Unworthily. Notice how he phrases it in verse 27. He goes on to say that you're guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. So what does that mean? That guilt simply means that there's a penal code written down in these pages right here if you take it unworthily. That's exactly what he's saying. Say, well, what do I do about it, preacher? Well, not only do we see the explanation, but notice the examination tonight in verse 28. We find in this, uh, in in the verse 28, the Bible says, but let a man examine. Now, altogether read that word, himself. It's not for me to come figure it out. It's not for your spouse to come figure it out. It's for you to examine yourself. And as you begin to think and ponder, man, what sin do I need to confess before a holy God? You better start realizing it, and we'll get it done tonight before we have our Lord's Supper. But let a man examine himself. And I'm going to say this. Maybe you've had sin that you've been struggling with. Maybe there's something you've been battling, but you get on this altar and you confess it before a holy God, you're clear to take the Lord's table. Bible says in 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So if we get on our face and confess, He's faithful. He's faithful to forgive. And that's immediate forgiveness. This is not progressive, this is a real deal happening at the moment state of cleansing that Christ does for us. So in regards to that, if you take it and then there's somebody on the other side or somewhere else, think, well, I know what they're doing. They shouldn't do that. Immediately, they're no longer worthy of themselves. So it's a private matter. Examine your Self. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. It matters what you're doing. It matters your life. It matters what's going on in your heart. Let a man examine him self. Think about it. Put yourself under a microscope right now. Say, what have I got? Did I get angry for no reason today? Did I say something I shouldn't have said? Did I think something I shouldn't have thought? Examine Himself. We cannot go to the Lord's table with unconfessed sin. We read the the Word unworthily. That's that intentional, willful act of not confessing my sin. I was talking, I believe it was Brother Mark I mentioned to, I said, I was confessing things, I've been confessing things the last three days that I don't even know if I was for sure that I was guilty of it. I was confessing it anyway. And I'm not trying to be flippant about it, but I want to be careful. Lord, did I do this? If I did this, God, forgive me for that. Because the fact is, is that the blood of Jesus Christ made me worthy, but my carnal state will make me unworthily. So we must examine ourselves. So as a man examines himself, you find in verse 28, and he says, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. So it doesn't mean you examine yourself and find yourself a rotten, filthy sinner and say, well, I can't do that. I can't take the Lord's table. No, he says, and then if you've examined yourself holy and right before God and you've got it right, you've got it fixed, then you eat the bread and you drink the cup. No matter the state you might have been in. I, I mean, you might have just, You and your wife might have just had a blow-up argument an hour and a half before church. You come confess it. And get it right. And take the Lord's table. It's not about us hindering people from taking it. It's about us getting right before we take it. So we can take it. And again, we're examining ourselves. It's not for the preacher to come down there and say, confess to me, I'm not a Catholic priest. I don't believe that nonsense. It's for you to examine yourself. We not only see the explanation and the examination, but notice the effect in the precaution. The effect in the precaution. Begins in verse number 29. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, there's that word again. Mm. Unconfessed sin. Eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. Not discerning the Lord's body. You say, well, damnation, isn't that hell? Not in this phrase, not in this text. Here's what the text warrants. is damnation is judgment. The warning is breathed out by Paul under the inspiration of the Spirit of God. We're not to go unworthily. We're to examine ourselves And if we eat it and drink it unworthily with unconfessed sin, then we're going uh, uh, to experience judgment and the chastisement of God will be upon us. Preacher, why are you preaching that tonight for the Lord's Supper? Because it's, it's absolutely warranted to say so. If the Apostle Paul hadn't said it, I wouldn't say it. It's right in our text. The Apostle Paul is talking about the Lord's Supper. He says, don't do it unworthily. Be careful to confess your sins. Be careful to examine yourself. Be careful to get it right before a holy God. We're talking about His broken body tonight. We're talking about the worst bloody picture you could ever imagine of Jesus Christ on the cross. That's what we're talking about tonight. As the Roman centurion took the cat of nine tails across his back. That dug in and ripped tendons and muscles and blood spewed everywhere. This is what we're talking about tonight. This is why it's of utmost importance that we confess it and get it right. Lest damnation be upon us. I'm certain tonight that there's not a Christian here that would willfully request the chastisement of God. Not a one of us. I certainly do not want the chastisement of God. As we continue on in verse 30, you find where Paul talks about the local church at Corinth there and, and what's going on with them because there are several people that had uh, taken unworthily of the Lord's Supper. They have been... Uh, I mean, I believe there was all kinds of crazy stuff going on in this carnal church, but there was a lot of bad things happening, and they were, un- not, they were living outwardly with unconfessed sin. And verse 30, what begins to happen there? Apostle Paul says there's some of y'all that are sick, and some of y'all are dead. That's what that word sleep is talking about. You're not talking about they fell asleep in church. It's not what he's talking about. He's talking, y'all didn't confess your sins and get right. So some of y'all, that's why you're sick. That's why you can't get over your illness. Some of y'all, that's why your family members are dead. I mean, talk about a hard preacher. Paul just laid it out there, but we're taking the Lord's Supper. I get that it's not some holy Eucharist or some sacrament. They don't turn into the Lord's body inside of our body. I understand all that. But the Apostle Paul puts so much emphasis on the importance of being right with God that he explains that there's people in your church right now that are sick and dead because you didn't take it right. We must be very careful. Again, Christian, this isn't so we don't take it. This is so we get right. You understand tonight that we're to commune with God. We're going to have the communion, commune with God. So as we commune with God tonight, that I pray that even tonight would begin our revival. As we begin to remember our day that we are born again. Our day when we confess Christ to be our Savior. We begin to be broken over it. And think about his broken body and his shed blood. As we confess our sins before a holy God, it is of absolute importance. Because if I was to take a poll tonight, I'm certain there's no one here tonight that would say, Yeah, preacher, go ahead and allow God to make me sick and die. It's not a one of us here that would feel that way. Not a one of us here that would want that. Well, tonight, a cappello, absolute silence. We're going to get along with God. And we're going to take some time, no matter how long it takes. By the way, when we take the Lord's Supper tonight, we take it worthily. We're not going to just hang out. If, if you're going to hang out, I, I listen, I, I'm not trying to be unkind. If you're just going to hang out and not try to get right, I would just assume you just not be here. You say, preacher, that's ugly. Maybe. But we're talking about the broken body and the blood of our Lord. So this is important. Because here's, the, the preacher's been given a, be given the watch care of the flock of God. And I'm not trying to put myself on no pedestal, but I'd rather you leave and not be sick and die later than take it. And that happens to you. If you're not going to get right, I'd rather that happen. Just go on out and come back Sunday. I'm not trying to be unkind. We're going to pray in a minute. But I I just want you to do a self-examination Say, preacher, I, I don't have anything to confess. Well, there's one thing, your pride. Because there's every one of us have something. So when we come to this altar tonight, it's not, about, it's not about looking around to see who's at the altar. It's about let a man examine himself. Get on here. God, open my eyes. What's in me that i got to get right tonight? Let's make it right tonight. We'll partake in the Lord's Supper tonight. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I ask you this time, Lord, to be very serious, very serious time. Lord, I ask that you'd help us to focus in on your book. Help us to understand tonight that it's a very somber moment, Lord. That Lord, that you shed your blood for us. You died for us so we could go free. It's a time to remember that, God, but help us as a church body, a church unit that we would go forward in unity and we'd make everything right with you tonight. Maybe it's a twinge of bitterness or ill will towards somebody. Maybe it's we said something we shouldn't have said. Maybe Maybe we do have pride. Maybe it's adultery. Maybe it's a... Uh, fornication or, or uh, whatever, Lord, I, I just ask, please, you just work, God, tonight, please. Please, God, do a work during this invitation time. In Jesus' name I pray.